companies all over the globe are developing and molding their own give back models. My name is Christine Petrella, and I'm fortunate enough to host a podcast where I can speak with these companies and help us all learn the unique ways that companies big and small are doing good things in their communities and giving back to so many important causes. Today, I'll be learning what impact a company can have just by including a specialized position focused solely on giving back. Kevin Wilson, the Director of Community Engagement. How are you today? I'm doing great. Really excited to be here. I'm very excited to have you. So talk to me about how long have you been with Dominion Payroll? I've been with Dominion Payroll for about four years. And yeah, I, I came in as their director of community engagement, which is an interesting role for a company of our size. You know, I think that you think of maybe Fortune 500 companies investing in having these CSR type roles and having philanthropic, you know, initiatives. But in that middle market, there are not a lot of companies that invest in this. So I think it's, it's a unique space that I feel pretty privileged to occupy and, and excited to tell you all about it. And that's a good point that you bring up because I think your job is the dream job. I think every single company should have a director of community engagement. So at what point in Dominion Payroll's growth and success did they say, all right, you know, I think we're ready to take on this director? Or was that a position that has been since inception? How did that come about? Well, since the the founding back in 2002, Dave Gallagher, our CEO and founder, he's always been very philanthropically minded, very involved in the community. He's the type of person that does not sit still well. And so he's sort of always out there and always wanted for his entrepreneurial vision to have an impact in the community. But I think that uh, I sort of joke that before I came along, there wasn't a lens to focus a lot of the work. And so, you know, when you're running a company that's growing year over year. I mean, we've been on the Inc. 5000 list. Gosh, I'm going to get this wrong. and I should know this, but 11 or 12 years consecutively. It does mean that the CEO can't necessarily stop everything for community involvement or philanthropic or volunteer initiatives at all times. And so as we were growing, there was a real need to sort of fill the space because it is core to who we are culturally. And we think that we can make a pretty compelling business case for it. There were some attempts you know, prior to me joining the company to fill the role um, and to maybe sort of use it fractionally between marketing and HR. And it really, it has its own life and it really does need a focused person to do it well. We don't want to do it in a way that comes off as greenwashing or lip service to this type of work. We really do want to have an impact. And so fortunately, about four years ago, they saw fit to uh, fill the role. And I uh, actually was at a spot where I was transitioning. I'd owned a restaurant for about a decade. And so rather than working um, those 80-hour restaurant weeks, I thought I'd get myself a real job and just do 50 hours, you know? <laughs> you know I'm pretty fortunate to have, uh, have landed here and, and to be uh, spearheading a lot of the good work that we're doing. You guys are doing some amazing things. So what I think is neat is you talk on your website about being committed community champions. So if I came to interview with Dominion Payroll, am I going to understand right away how that culture allows me to dive into community service? How can I get involved as an employee? Oh, 100%. So I mean, right off, one of the first things that I did when I joined the company, I wanted to remove as much friction between employees and being able to give back as possible. And so the first thing that I implemented was that all of our full-time employees get 16 hours of community PTO. It's separate from, if you're sick, you got to take your kid to the dentist, um, you have a vacation. It's completely separate from that. 
And that is really important to me because I want people to feel comfortable making an impact, but I don't want it to impact their paycheck. And so the, right off the bat, that, that is something that I really like to lead with. I participate in the onboarding process of all new employees and I, I tell them point blank, this is real, it's legit. Um, this isn't something that we bury on page 39, subsection Q of the employee manual and hope you don't notice. With real intentionality, we lead with this and say, go to your manager, take advantage of the opportunities that we make available to you and go out there, get out in the community and give back. And so what does that look like? You know, my goal, we have six offices across the Southeast, and my goal is to provide a half day of volunteer engagement every quarter, and then quarterly also have the opportunity to do some sort of collection drive, you know, whether that's like socks for a homeless shelter, canned food for feed more, things along those lines. And so that's two sort of formal opportunities that are sort of blessed, you know, by the company on a quarterly basis. Frequently, though, because we have so many partnerships, we have clients in the nonprofit space, people will reach out to me and say, hey, we really need three people to come just help unload this truck or you know, something like that. And so I routinely am in everybody's inbox saying, hey, guys, you know, if you've got the time this Saturday or this Thursday afternoon, let me know. I'll connect you with the volunteer coordinator. And so you know, I think that the net effect is that you build this momentum. It's not like you're going to be successful with like, oh man, we had one really good volunteer initiative. It's this sort of ongoing dialogue and people are like, oh man, I can't help out with the SPCA, but I can totally join that diabetes 5k walk in October. So I'm going to sign up for that now. And I I think that the, the real success is that, like I said, we don't define it on an individual event basis, it's like, how do we build this culture? How do we incorporate it into the fabric of who we are and what we're doing? And that way, if we have sort of a a crummy experience, something gets rained out, whatever, it's not like we throw the baby out with the bathwater and say, we're not doing this anymore. We just know that we'll come back, you know, smarter the next time. That writ large, you know, if you were coming in on day one is sort of what you would hear in terms of your ability to um, interact with the community, to give back, make an impact. A big part of what we do and what you would hear on day one is that uh, I've got sort of two main pillars that I focus on in terms of how do we focus the work that we do. So it'd be really easy. I would love to be all things to all people. And there are so many worthy causes out there. But I don't want this shotgun approach. I'd really like to you know, see if there's a way that we can measurably move the needle. And one of the things that's really near and dear to us are, are is mental health. We work really closely with the Cameron K. Gallagher Foundation. They focus on reducing the stigma of teenage mental health issues. They work in a ton of Central Virginia high schools and some middle schools. And that, you know, that's a cause that a lot of people can get behind. And we incorporate it into some of our volunteering, some of our dollar support goes to that foundation and others in the community. And that allows me to sort of, you know, frankly, part of this gig is saying no to some people. It's a hard thing because somebody comes and says, I'm just picking something out out of thin air, but we're dealing with um, human trafficking. And you're like, I can't think of a more compelling cause and something that I want to stop immediately and anything that we can do. But as I sort of said, we can't be all things to all people. And so it does allow us to be a little selective in terms of what we do, what we know will resonate with our employees so that we get that engagement, we get people out there actually doing it and coming away feeling good. 
I generally say like no with an asterisk though, because it is so hard when you come up against um, people that are doing this meaningful work. And so we try to get creative in ways that, you know, maybe we can have you come into the office and tell us about your cause. You know, maybe we can give you a forum. Maybe we can't give you volunteer hours. Maybe we can't give you dollars today, but come in and do a lunch and learn with us. Let's get 50 people educated on this topic so that they can at least take that home and have that conversation around their dinner table. Yeah, that's super important. I mean, I was a part of a nonprofit for 10 years. I was on the board and having someone allow us to come in and speak with their employees, just the visibility and the recognition of it meant the world to us. And, you know, we weren't asking for money at that time. We just wanted to be able to broaden the community of awareness for that impact, which I think is very important. And another thing that you guys do that I think is super unique, and I would love if more companies did it, is every year you have a standing team at different functions. So 5Ks or 10Ks, so that every year they can count on you guys, Dominion Payroll, to show up with the team and support and have fun. So talk to a little bit about some of those organizations, or I guess some of those events that you guys attend. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when I say that we have a focus on mental health, we acknowledge that physical health is a big part of that. And so, you know, one of the things that really is a great bridge between the work that I do and the employee engagement side of things are these these races that are out there in the community that support great causes. So I think at last count, our staff, at least in Richmond, have access to um, eight races throughout the year that will pay for their entry. So that's the Monument Avenue 10K. It's the Speak Up 5K. We've done We've done some fun ones that are just sort of like the mud run or the color run, that sort of thing. But it's a really phenomenal way where we get together, we'll have training groups and things like that. And you'll see people as we get close to a race around the office, back when the office was a thing, right? But, uh, you know, you'll see people take their lunch break and go change real quick. And everybody goes running around Scott's Edition as they're getting ready for, you know, a 10K or a marathon. It's that double-edged sword where we have our staff engaged and really excited to bring that kind of awareness to the cause that these races are supporting. And then the benefit of sending our our dollars and our visibility and that consistent support is so critical. I know that in the nonprofit space, if you can rely on somebody to come back year after year after year, that's a really valuable thing. It allows you to do your your financing and bookkeeping in a way that doesn't give you gray hairs. And it it is so tough. You know, it's so easy to find those. I won't say it's so easy, but it's perhaps easier to find somebody to give you a check for 25 bucks rather than somebody saying, hey, every month from here on out, count on this. And so we do really try to uh, build those relationships and that consistency into what we're doing. Awesome. So challenges, you mentioned challenges. In 2020, big challenges for a lot of people. What were your challenges as a community engagement director with the community? I mean, you're seeing devastation and you're seeing a lot of changes. And you mentioned, you know, mental health is something that a lot of us are focused on now, which is fantastic. But what were your challenges in your position? What weren't the challenges? Oh, goodness. (laughs) (laughs) So to go back to March and April of 2020, at that moment, there was a sense of, I I don't don't want to be melodramatic, not that the world was ending, but just sort of everything was so ambiguous and uncertain and volatile that we really struggled to figure out how do we keep our people safe? How do we figure out how to support nonprofits that right now are providing critical services to our community that is suffering. We as a company were in a place 
where fortunately we have the technology in place. We are a business to business provider. And so on March 13th of 2020, everybody went home with their laptops and we were up and running without a hiccup. That was a, a blessing that we certainly don't want to take for granted. Right out of the gate, my contacts at Feedmore, the Central Virginia Food Bank, reached out and said, we've never seen a spike in need like this before. And I spoke with them and I said, all right, we're going to figure out a way to do this. And so I worked really closely with a, one of my community-minded colleagues, a shout out to Ryan Tag. We got this uh, off the ground pretty quickly where we asked everybody if they felt comfortable coming through the office and leaving canned goods, anything like that you know, in key places in the office to make it super easy for just to drop off in a, in a safe way. At this point, we're all fully remote, right? And then we offered over the course of two weeks, we'll drive to your house and you can leave it in your mailbox or leave it on your front steps and we'll pick up. And so we, we managed to uh, collect about 200 pounds of food relatively quickly and dropped it off at, at you know, a socially distanced appropriate thing. And I, I think that that was April of 2020, where it was just like, we included a cash donation with that as well. And it was just, Knowing that the pandemic was disproportionately affecting lower wage earners, communities of color, and there were there were families that, frankly, they had empty cupboards. And that, I mean, that is an image that is immediately accessible to everybody. You know, the idea of not knowing where your next meal comes from. And so at the time, it was like, that's number one. Let's just make sure that our community is fed and then we can go from there. So we continue to work with Feedmore as much as we can in terms of supporting them. I'll tell you the biggest challenge over the course of the last years is the fact that I, I would proactively reach out to some nonprofits and they'd say, thanks so much. Keep us in mind. Maybe in six months, maybe in a year, we can do a volunteer thing. But right now, we can't run the risk of, of having in-person stuff. That's a bitter pill to swallow when you have a really active culture that is used to giving back on a regular basis and sort of, you know, I've, I've got members of staff who are reaching out to me and saying, hey, like, what's our thing this quarter? And I'm like, man, I'm trying to figure that out. You know, I'm trying to figure out what can we do in a way that that's safe for you and safe for the people that would be receiving the volunteer hours of the goods and services. And so that that has really been the challenge. We've had to get a little creative. I, I hate to wade into the world of, of sort of liability and that kind of concern, but um, we were pretty quick to say to folks, hey, you know what? I'm going to make opportunities available. I'm going to let you know about them. These maybe don't come officially blessed or under the auspices of a Dominion payroll activity, but sort of wink, wink, nod, nod, go out this Saturday and help these people out. This is a good cause. Our friends at Caritas are an amazing client. They do amazing work around homelessness. And so we've been trying to figure out ways that we can collect goods for as people go through their program, they're given sort of backpacks to help them as they transition, maybe you know, from coming off the street and experiencing houselessness, but then you know, going into a job training program or moving into that first apartment, they have, there are different needs along the way. And so we've been trying to do some um, collecting around those key things to help those folks out. I mean, really, right now, there is this sort of tale of two cities that's occurred because of the pandemic. And, and I think that anybody that's operating the space has got to be pretty honest about that and realize that there are folks out there who have spent a year and have been inconvenienced. And I don't, I don't want to minimize anybody's loss or frustration, but frankly, I've I've had the privilege of of working in the third, the spare bedroom in my house. And, you know, my my 10-year-old comes in and I help him with his fractions, you know? <laughs> That's really hard to put on a scale next to somebody who has lost their career 
you know, who has lost a loved one. And so I, I really try to keep that perspective in mind when we think about what is the best and highest use of our, our time and dollars right now. Sorry, that was, that was a bit of a long-winded uh, roundabout thing there. That was exactly what we needed to hear. So on that line of giving back and helping out, have there been any stories that get back to you about someone you've impacted that has stuck with you? Gosh, immediately off the cuff, a story that frequently brings me close to tears. So Caritas, um, who I, I just mentioned, they do this amazing thing called the Furniture Bank. So rather than, you know, food or clothing or dollars, they realized that as they were helping people transition into apartments, that, you know, these people didn't have a dresser. They didn't have an end table, a couch, things like that. So this this was prior to the pandemic, but we had a, a dresser build where we bought 25 dressers from Ikea. And we had our different you know, our client service team come down for 30 minutes and build dressers. And then our implementation team, sales guys come in. We have this great community space where we can all sort of come together and do some of these projects on site in our office. And so we built all these dressers and helped load them up onto this big truck and they go out. And it's easy to feel sort of disconnected. You know, we had music playing, you know, a couple pizzas on the table and, and you're building a dresser. And you're like, oh, that's, that's great. Like, you know, it's a different day in my, my work life. I don't normally get to do that. And so, you know, you feel good and you get back to your work. Well, the community engagement uh, director there at Caritas at the time, it was this uh, wonderful woman, Tiffany Terry. She reached out and she said, all of those dressers went within 48 hours. They are in people's homes right now. And one of the clients, their son, uh, an eight-year-old boy, said it's the first time he's ever had a place to put his clothes. Oof. How are you not blinking back tears? You know, I read that email and I'm just like, and, and of course, you know, we have really active communication throughout the office. And so, of course, I send that out to everybody who participated and everybody who didn't because it's like, yeah, you got a slice of pizza and, you know, we listened to Maroon 5 in the community room, you know, like, cool. Um, that, that was probably a nicer afternoon than anything else. But at the end of the day, listen to this. This boy put his t-shirts away, like had a sense of, a sense of, of space giving, you know, and where he was in the world. And whew, I mean, <laughs> I appreciate you sharing that story. And I think, you know, you mentioned you had a 10 year old son. And when there's a story of a, a child who is very similar in age, you just kind of take a step back like that could be me. And what would I want? And we don't think of those things. I never until you said it, think, oh, someone might need a dresser. That's something that I could donate. You know, you, you don't think you think the food, you think the clothing so that it's an incredibly touching story. And it just speaks volumes as to the work you're doing and why your position is so incredibly important. And what I appreciate even more is you took that experience and you took that feedback and you let your employees know, hey, listen, this is what you're doing. And this is why it is so important that we give back to our communities. Kevin, I've taken a lot of your time. I would like to know, you know, I know you mentioned there's some challenges and, and it's tough to kind of figure out how to mold next steps, but what are next steps for you in the position? What can our community look forward to from Dominion Payroll? Sure. Well, fortunately, you know, we're starting to see shots in arms. It feels like a light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm, I'm certainly not the first person to be excited about that or sort of observe this thaw that seems to be coming. And so it's with real genuine eagerness. You know, I think on, on the economic side of things, hearing folks say that there's never been a better time to start a business. 
there's so much pent up demand after a year of playing it safe, keeping it close to home. So, you know, if you're a travel agent right now, you're probably cashing checks, you know, that haven't even been written yet. I mean, good for you. That same pent up demand, I think, exists for, for my staff to get out there and really make a difference. All of our offices, you know, we're in, we're in Dallas, Nashville, Tampa, Charlotte, and Louisville, as well as Richmond. And I, I feel regular phone calls from each of our offices. You know, I am sort of a, a mighty team of one. Um, and I try to, to sort of provide opportunities and, and access. You know, we're really looking forward to uh, partnering here in the spring. I think that there's no better symbol of sort of rebirth, especially this year. We're looking to do some tree planting, you know, sort of around Earth Day. It's a symbol of hope, you know, and it's this sense that um, we can go back out into the community a year where, you know, frankly, our, our carbon footprint was was reduced uh, so much by means of quarantine and social distance. There's a real opportunity here to continue with some corporate social responsibility and the environmental message here in the spring. It does tie in with something that we really highlight as a company that we really try to reduce the ink and paper that goes into payroll and all the miles driven on paychecks. You know, if we can do electronic delivery of these things, if we can do direct deposit, there's a way that payroll can be a force for environmental good. So that's something that, you know, we're sort of trying to tie in with with that message. You know, as, as we look ahead, I really, I feel like the sky is the limit. There's so much eagerness to get out there and to, as you said, give back. And so, you know, we're looking towards the Speak Up 5K in the fall as a big event for us. And, you know, hopefully that is not going to be disrupted. Uh, September 11th, if anybody is out there looking to, to run a really fun 5K in support of teenage mental health, we'll have a huge team out for that in Richmond, Virginia. And right now, I, I'm in sort of a very desirable spot where I'm taking any and all phone calls. You know, I love hearing about new things. Um, I love partnering with the doorways uh, in downtown Richmond. They do fantastic work around, they provide uh, long-term residents for folks that are in medical emergency. So people who live outside of Richmond have to come to MCV, you know, maybe for cancer treatment or organ replacement, that sort of thing. And they wouldn't otherwise have a place to stay. And it's it's a converted hotel. And so we've gone down there and we've cooked meals for guests. Um, We support some of their annual events, such a cool organization. And it's also, it's just, it's rather they're operating this sort of like diamond in the rough, this like secret hotel for people that just so desperately need it. So that's something that we're looking forward to uh, partnering with again really soon. We'll end uh, this conversation and I'll be like, oh, I forgot these guys and those guys. I don't know. We're really blessed that there are so many high quality nonprofits out there that are doing the good work, both to have an impact. And I'm sorry, this is a bit of a segue, but it's something that I really look towards when I'm evaluating who we work with, the quality of some of these nonprofits that are out there, they're trying to put themselves out of business. That's something that I always try to look for. I don't want them to preserve the problem so that there's a reason for them to be around. They're trying to solve problems. And that, that is so critical. Does that mean that'll happen next year, this next decade, or, or even in our lifetime? It doesn't have to. But that's the perspective that I'm really looking for when we're partnering with people, is that they're thinking creatively and critically about how, what's the root source of these issues and what way can we make an impact that is, has a longer last than just this weekend or just this afternoon? So yeah, again, I, I could talk about this um, for hours on end, but I, I am so excited about the next couple of months and all the, uh, the fun activities we're going to do and the groups that we're going to partner with. We lead with our heart and that's, that's critically important. 
because you you'd feel jaded if you think about this in terms of or cynical if you think of this in terms of you know what's the business proposition here so we lead with our heart and we would do it whether it made us a dime or not but there's a huge benefit to this sort of work that i think should really be highlighted when you're talking to the more accountant minded executives and saying you know yeah you should have a csr person you should have a community person because the benefits are so huge in terms of attracting clients. People want to work with good companies. Clients stick around longer. And the same thing goes for employees. Folks want to work in places where they can bring their whole self and they feel like their values align with the place that they work. And so, you know, a stat that I love to just sort of point out, and I'll get off my soapbox, is, you know, in the financial services B2B industry, you typically see an annual like turnover rate around 21, 22%. The highest I've ever seen it at Dominion Payroll, we hit 11% once, but we're almost always in the single digits. And this year, in terms of a pandemic and all of the uncertainty and chaos that has has sort of come to that, we've gone from a company of, I think, 145 to a company of about 190. So, you know, something's working, right? (laughs) I can feel your excitement. I am absolutely rooting on everything you're going to be doing, the planting the trees, the running teams, all of the organizations that you've mentioned. I'm writing all of these down and I just know I'm going to head to the internet and do as much research as I can on them. The excitement in your voice at Dominion Payroll is so lucky to have you. As you guys grow and become more successful and take on more, it just means that you can do that much more for the community and you can give that much back. So I appreciate you and what you do. Your employees, it sounds like when you ask them to deliver, they deliver and then some. So congratulations to all you guys. You're doing phenomenal things for your community and for others. Kevin Wilson of Dominion Payroll, the Director of Community Engagement. I thank you for what you do. Have a wonderful day. Christine, thanks so much. It's really been a pleasure and a privilege to speak with you today. And I would be remiss if I did not shout out my awesome team. The folks around Dominion Payroll are second to none in giving back. So cheers and thank you. Awesome. Thank you, team. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you so much for listening to the Give Back Model podcast. For more information on other episodes of companies and entrepreneurs who give back, please visit my website at www.thegivebackmodel.com. That's also where you can send me a personal note to let me know of companies that you found that give back. Thank you for listening and check out the website for more.